Let's get it. You got the boys back together once again. Oh, that music I'm gonna go good. ahead and just we're gonna vibe out. We're gonna vibe out to this music right now before we get oh, before, man. Before, before we get started. We we just gonna give me a second, guys. Hold on. Boom, boom. We gotta get our thoughts together for this. We're back, episode 70. Shout out your boy, Mr. Montreal. He goes on a trip, doesn't know how to act. He feels international now. Mr. International Julian had a nice trip. Montreal, He's like the uh, president from uh, for FIFA. He's like, uh, I feel like I'm Qatari. I feel, <laughs> I feel Canadian. I feel Montreal. I feel. He, um, he had a tryout. I feel like for, I'm FIFA uh, for the Toronto Blue Jays. That didn't go well. Tell us, spring tell training us how, coming how, up. I'll be how's back. Your, how's your sporting experience in in Canada, Mister International? Um, got to see the Olympic Park uh, over in Montreal. Got to see the the bio the the I forgot what they call it. I'm drawing a blank, but the big uh, the big stadium. The CN Tower? Pretty, oh, oh. No, that's Toronto. Oh, sorry. No, but mm. we got to see. I got to see the the big Olympic Stadium. That's, that's what it's called. I don't know why I forgot that. But the big yeah, Olympic pretty dope. Stadium. That's why we ended up missing last week combination between thanksgiving and then me leaving couldn't really get the episode out but we are back and ready for action we got a lot of things to talk about two of the biggest things going on right now is obviously the nfl season is continuing on and then the uh, biggest event in the world that only happens once every four years once every four years (laughs) stuff right there once every four years is going on i thought that was a gimme line (laughs) <laughs> but we'll football? get back to that in a second and football yeah football but, and football football squared is what we're going to be talking but, about Go ahead, Julian. but we'll start off with the nfl right now and we can start off with my hometown team the guy who has oh been deemed God. by the football gods as football jesus he with the long luscious hair came in with one of the biggest comebacks of the year and then you got fucking Doug Peterson with his big cojones going for it on two to win it all. And uh, I'm not going to talk so much about the game itself. I mean, you can reference it if, or whatnot. But I just want to see what your guys' thoughts. Do you guys think that now this is now the point where they – Trevor Lawrence has turned the corner and now he is going to be recognized. From here on out, people will look back at this game and be like, that's the game where he became somebody. This is the turning point. This is the nexus point this, for this Trevor Lawrence. This is the Lawrence. turning point, yes. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like, you know, Trevor Lawrence has always been, you know, he, he's been that prototype, you know, coming out of college. Obviously, high prospects since he's been a freshman. I, I've been watching this kid. I'm like, yo, I want to see this guy in the pros because he has the frame type. Uh, he has the winning uh, winning uh, career, winning repertoire coming out of college. So, uh, yeah, definitely a big game, big week. Finally, Jags do something, right? I, I've been trying to bet him. You've been trying to, Julian, you've been trying to convince me all year. Oh, the Jags are going to do that. Finally, they actually have a good game. I still don't <laughs> believe in them. I, uh, you know, I still feel like this is kind of a wash of a season. But as far as a, a singular performance for Trevor Lawrence, I mean, that's pretty good. That's kind of what you kind of expect to see, you know, taking that step, like to win in big games, especially in games that nobody expects you to come out of it. I don't know, JoJo, uh, uh, your thoughts on on Trevor Lawrence? JoJo was actually texting me during the, or texting the group chat during the game. I guess he got to yeah. ca- catch the whole final quarter. 
That's a fact. Yeah, so I actually had the pleasure of watching this, and it's, it's it was crazy, right? So first off, I do think this is uh the big the big step for your boy uh for your boy T Law, right? This is the necessary step moving forward. I mean, again, uh, we we don't know what's gonna happen in Jax, right? Obviously, with the playoff picture and all that, but for him himself and uh, being a number one overall draft pick. Uh, he had high expectations coming in. We all know what happened last season, uh, that whole fiasco in Jacksonville. But for his <laughs> his performance um, in crunch time in his fourth quarter, but not to just bring him up the field once, but two times, and to execute that two-point conversion against the Baltimore Ravens, which we all know have been known to give up leads in the fourth quarter. Boy, I'm not going to put that against him. Um, yo, he was composed. Uh, the play calling was there. The the passing was there. Like, he was on target. You know what I mean? Like, he didn't fold under pressure. And it was crazy. And shout out Jacksonville defense. You guys missed that as well. They recovered a key fumble um, in that second to last drive. It was yeah. Well. Yeah, the biggest thing I can hope out of the defense is just be have like that bend don't break mentality. Like, you know, you're gonna let them have it, but like when it comes to like those critical moments, you gotta you gotta step up. And they they did. I mean, obviously the pass rush for the Jacksonville is still lackluster. They still can't get any pressure, even though we have two first rounders on the edge end up being bust. Now coming into next week, you're gonna have number one and two pick overall go against each other at Jacksonville, Detroit. And I was actually talking to JoJo after the fact that like Look, I don't is the is it possible? Yes. Is it likely? No. But Jacksonville now plays Detroit. You win that game against Detroit. Tennessee plays Philly. Tennessee most likely will lose that game. Jacksonville could beat Detroit. Then after that, you're at Tennessee. If you beat Tennessee, you're now one game behind for the, the division race. Which yeah. with four with four games left, so now you're back in the hunt. Now you're like these next two games are must wins, and I've been saying it from like since probably week four. I feel like this team can beat anybody, but then can also lose to anybody. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, look, give or like, take, right? Like, I'm not surprised that you could beat Baltimore, but I also wouldn't be surprised that you lose to Detroit. Yeah, like, I can so, see that. We can all yeah, see that. Yeah. It, and especially with Trevor Lawrence, like obviously last year, I feel like was a wash, right? We had he had the whole uh, experiment with uh, the head coach, who we shall not name, some some guy on college sports. <laughs> the guy on Fox every yeah, Saturday. The guy on Fox every Saturday. Who we shall um, not name. And I feel like you kind of wasted and washed that that season. So, um, you know, I don't know, Julian. Like, how do you feel? I, you know, obviously you're talking about you're looking forward to. Like, do you feel like? Being in the hunt, like what? What is your definition of success so far this season? Right now, they're four and seven. Uh, they're tied with the Colts. They're a couple games behind getting in the hunt. Like what? What? How do you define success for the Jaguars this season? Look, obviously, if you if you can get in the hunt, that's great. I think that'd be a great achievement. But worst case scenario, I think what I'm rooting for is just end the season five hundred. If you can go three and three in the last six games. I'll be happy. You end the season with seven wins. You go nine and you go seven and seven and ten. I I think that's a successful season. You have something to build on. You got Calvin Ridley coming next year, which is going to completely amp up the wide receiver room because 
Christian Kirk's already on pace to get, I think, around close to 100 catches. And then Zay Jones, the other free agent wide receiver we picked up, he's on pace to get around 80 to 90 receptions. So, And then you're just going to add Calvin Ridley, who at one point was considered a top five receiver in this league. And then you have Trevor Lawrence finally coming into his own and finally, finally, start, finally starting to figure things out. This offense next year is going to be something to worry about. But to finish with this year, I think, yeah, as long as you, you can go on the road and win some games and you go, if you could just beat Tennessee, man, just beat Tennessee at Tennessee. That's all I want. You beat Tennessee at Tennessee, I'll be happy. Man, and so, so say, like, at what point? Yeah, yeah. I mean, to carry off Julian real quick, I, I'd say, man, another two seasons for you guys. Because I feel like, yes, the offense will be there, but man, Jacksonville's going to Jacksonville. I feel like next season, you, you guys, you know, you're going to still have that stigma, lose a couple close games off of bad coaching or bad playmaking uh, towards the end. And uh, I don't know, man. We'll see. Hopefully, you guys make those changes. See, well, here, here's another thing, a wild stat. For, I think I sent it to JoJo, I think, before, or I sent it to somebody. We have like a plus 12 point differential or something like that. We have a positive point differential, and we're four and seven. And then I saw something that Minnesota has a negative point differential, and they're, what, nine and two? Yeah, well, I, like, I that's understand crazy. Minnesota. And it, show, it shows you that, like, we've been losing close games. And it's like, if you just clean up those mistakes, oh, my God. I mean, you're talking about a whole different scenario. Like, no, if you don't exactly. lose to Houston, if you don't lose to the Commanders, if you didn't have that horrendous monsoon game in Philly that you're leading up by potential, oh, could have been three touchdowns, you're talking about a seven and four team right now. Yeah. And not even to talk about, like, some of the other mistakes that were made along the way in some other games, like losing to Indianapolis in the second game against them. Like, and it's like, you literally, you clean up those mistakes, you're talking about, like... Yeah, a whole different doubling, season. Yeah, a completely different season, winning the division. And and I wanted to bring up this question because, you know, this can go across all sports. Because right now, you know, uh, Julian, you're talking about, you know, you know, these next two games, super, uber important that you guys win if you lose one of them. It's like, when do you decide as a team, like, yo, I just want my team to pack it in. I just want, if, if we're not going to win, if we're not going to be competitive, like, I just want Trevor, uh, Trevor Lawrence healthy for the next season. So, like, you know, obviously, these, you know, you mentioned these two games that are upcoming up, uh, two division games that are super, uber important. But it's like, at what cost do you want to, like, like, just be in the hunt, right? Because if you know your team, you know, they've had bad losses and they can't win these close ones. It's like, at what point do you pack it up and say, like, yo, let's just, uh, let's just get healthy. Let's get through the season you know, recover, maybe we make some moves in the offseason. Like, when Like when are you ready to jump off? As, you I guess if you lose to Tennessee two weeks from now. If you lose to Tennessee and then Tennessee's just running off with it, then it's like, ah, uh, it's, it's kind of done from right there. Like I said, I think the with Tennessee playing Philly, that's probably going to be an L for Tennessee. Playing Detroit, that's going to be a tough. Honestly, that's going to be a sleeper, like, underrated good game. That's going to be a high-scoring game right there. Um, but if you can pull off that victory, Detroit, and then you go at Tennessee and get a result, that's huge. But, like, yeah, I mean, if you lose at Tennessee again, I think our record against Tennessee in Tennessee is something like 13-1 and in the past, like, 14 games. 
something ridiculous like that. Like, yo, so what Jackson can you guys hasn't been carry able to win at Tennessee for over a decade? What can you guys carry over from this big win against Baltimore into this Tennessee game to secure that W? Trevor Lawrence playing like he's continuing to play. So like, it's all uh, on and, and, the, and the defense and, and the oh. defense being able to not play lights out, but just do enough. Yeah. And the one thing that frustrates me so much about the defense is just they cannot get pressure to save their life. The secondary, the linebackers, even the safeties are playing well. But you can say the guys in the middle are stuffing the run pretty well. But these guys on the edge, Trayvon Walker, which was the number one overall pick this past year, and Josh Allen, who was a top 10 pick a couple years ago, they can't get any pressure to save their life. Like It's ridiculous. Yeah. And meanwhile, you have Detroit with Aiden Hutchinson, who went second overall, has – not that it's a lot, but he has five and a half sacks with two interceptions, like, and way more pressures. I forgot the number amount. I think he had close to 40 pressures when Trayvon Walker only has like 20 something. So it's like, I don't know. Obviously, and, people and, knew he was going to be a project. Yeah. And he wasn't like a sure thing, but I hope he can turn it around. And that could explain too, like, you know, you talk about the plus 12. It is, you are correct. It has a plus 12 differential, point differential. That could explain too, right? Like, Close games. Like, you guys are in games, but you guys can never pull off those close games. So, Or even you know, leading games being, and losing you know, the lead. You talk about putting pressure, you know, especially on the defense, like clamping down. Like, in the playoffs, teams get better, right? The better teams, they advance. Uh, teams that are, you know, more viable, more equally balanced on both sides of the ball. So, you know, that, that speaks to, you know, you talk about uh, plus 12 differential. That speaks to, like, if you can't get pressure, yeah. it's going to be tough. You're going to have to – you have to – all, it's got to be off. It's got to be the greatest show on turf. I mean, you have to fucking show out 500 yards a game for Trevor Lawrence. And honestly, the only game where they lost, there's only one game this season where they lost by more than one possession, and it was against Kansas City. And if they didn't miss a, sh- if the kicker didn't miss the two field goals, it would be a one possession game. So, like, re- if you take away, if you say he makes those, they, the offense as a whole or the team as a whole, hasn't lost by more than one possession. So it just shows how close they are. If they could just, and the division sucks. Tennessee, they're not going to be able to keep on doing what they're doing for too long. Tennessee is trash. They're not that good. I mean, don't get me wrong. Their defense is great, but the offense is mediocre at best. If you, all you got to do is stop Derrick Henry, which uh, Derrick Henry, I think, only rushed for 34 yards this past week um, with like 17 or 20 carries or something like that. Um Tennessee doesn't scare me long-term. Like, Indianapolis, who knows what the fuck they're doing. Houston is an absolute shit show. We clearly have the best team, the best quarterback in the division right now, and it's not even close. And probably the best wide receiver group in the, in the AFC South. So, so tough, tough, tough road. Again, two, two tough road games going on for Jacksonville. We'll get into uh, our pick'ems for this week. Uh, let's transition over to uh, another big Second story. overall pick. Yeah, the, second one, the guy picked after uh, Trevor. We're talking about Mike White and the New York Jets. Uh, is Mike White the future of the New York Jets? I, I don't know how you guys felt about the New York Jets season so far. Obviously, me being a Dolphin, I'm biased against any New York team, any especially Those hometown the Jets, team, our our, Man, our division this, rivals. Uh, this season's already a W for the yeah. Dolphin. I mean, for the for the Jets, it's already a W. Whether yeah. they make the playoffs or not, they already surpass their expectations for this season. So I, the question at hand is, like, you know, what's the future of, obviously, uh, we had this past week, we didn't talk about last week, we didn't have a show, but 
Um, uh, you know, they sink uh, Zach Wilson down. Uh, has a tough couple games. Uh, you know, there's questions of who's going to start. Tough uh, season, dude. Yeah. <laughs> have a pretty tough season. Uh, obviously, there's questions of quarterback, you know, Joe Flacco, Mike White. But it's uh, Julian, I'll go to you. Uh, how do you feel about Mike White going forward with the Jets? Does this make them more competitive? Are, well, can they win in the AFC East? Dude, yeah, I mean, Mike White is clearly the better choice. I think Zach Wilson has four touchdowns and five interceptions. And, man, that game last week against the Patriots was horrendous. Horrendous. He is missing wide-open people. He's not throwing to wide-open people. He just looks terrible. And that idiot, uh, what's his name, Chris Sims, who was, like, pre-draft, was talking about, oh, that I think Zach Wilson's the best quarterback coming out of the draft over Trevor Lawrence, and everybody thought he was delusional, and turns out that he actually is. Because for you to think that Zach Wilson was to be better than Trevor Lawrence is just absolutely nuts to me. And this is just proof of what exactly is happening. Dude. UIU. Yeah, BYU. But I mean, the dude, I think on the season, let me see what he has on the season. But or Gabe, you could check it while I'm talking. But before I get while Gabe finds that out, Mike White had twenty two he went twenty two for twenty eight, three hundred and fifteen yards, three touchdowns. Don't give me double check me if I'm wrong, Gabe, but I'm pretty sure Zach Wilson has four touchdowns on the season. Uh three. Three touchdowns. Zach Wilson has three touchdowns on the season. Mike White got that in one game. Like that is Wild to me. And I think Zach Wilson has five interceptions. I think Joe Flacco has more touchdown passes than Zach Wilson for the Jets right now. Zach Wilson has been terrible. He's been mediocre at best. Uh, Mike White is clearly the guy you got to move forward. He has not lost the job. He has every right to continue to be the starter in New York. The team responds to him better. They're moving the ball better. And it seemed like the guys just can't even really rattle, like rally behind Zach Wilson. Either. It seems like they don't like yeah. him. He's not like necessarily a big leader. Like you, you got to go forward with Mike. Dude, the dude conference. is being efficient. He's making the throws that need to be made. What was that? You guys seen his press conference, right? Zero accountability, man. He lost five hundred points yeah. of uh, sportsmanship with his team. Gone out the window. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> not getting that back. No refund. <laughs> it's gone. But yeah, man. Yo, yeah, they, they, it... they, uh, they were like, oh, um, the, you know, you guys on offense put up three points and the defense, you know, gave up three points. You know, do you feel like uh, you owe the defense, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he said, no. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, you're I saw that. You're putting your yeah. team in a situation to win. Talking about three points, yeah. bro. What are you going to do with three points? How can you win any game with three points unless your defense is lights out? Like, like what are you going to do, bro? And they have like, been. And they have been. The defense for the New York Jets have been. Dude, uh, Sauce Gardner has 14 pass breakups, leading the entire league in pass breakups as a rookie. Yeah. Like, He's really good. That was a good that, pickup. That defense him. is balling. And now they're coming up against the – Minnesota Vikings, so he's going to have a one-on-one battle with Justin Jefferson. That's going to be a really interesting matchup to watch. Um, It's going to be an interesting matchup to watch that Minnesota Vikings offense instead, New York Jets defense. And shit, I mean, if New York Jets keep on performing like they do, because they got the weapons on offense. Yeah. I mean, they you have uh, Garrett Wilson. You have Elijah Moore. They just traded for James Robinson. Like, you got the pieces to, to make things move. And you, uh, you could arguably say the play calling, 
you have the guy who can make the right play calls, I, don't get me, I, I haven't watched every single Jets game, but it seems like LaFleur over there has a good idea of how to get guys open. It's just you didn't have the quarterback making the throws. Yeah, the Jets actually have, you know, they have a decent team. As much as, a, you know, again, as a Dolphin, they're, they're our rivals. They actually have a decent team this year. They actually have talent. They're, they're sparse of, like, you know, a, you know, one of the biggest injuries they had was the, the running back for, was it Bryce Hall? Bryce Hall? Bryce Hall, um, yeah. He was having a tremendous season, obviously, cut down, had to make some trades. I think they traded for James Robinson from the Jags. Um, so uh, the Jets, you know, at one point, you know, in the season, they actually, you know, held their, you know, fate in their own hands. Uh, it's going to be tough this next couple weeks. You know, it's tough going on the road against Minnesota. We'll talk about it later. Still have to play Buffalo. They had to play at Miami last game of the season. So yeah, they um, got a tough stretch. They got a tough stretch. Um, but you know, they're at least they're competitive, right? They 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 there are pieces, there's flashes of like talent on that team. Uh so I don't think overall the at this point, most of the season is a success. Obviously it's very competitive with the Dolphins being up so high right now. Uh in the rankings they're I think they're eight. Number third two. in the AFC right now. Third and third? Okay. The Jets are. Oh, uh, the Jets are, but yeah. So they're still competitive. Oh, Dolphins, Dolphins eight and three, Bills eight and three, Jets uh, seven and four, Patriots six and five. Yeah, but they had the advantage over the Dolphins, but they did lose. So we'll see. You know, as far as the Jets, decent team. They have a decent team. Uh, they have a nice couple players. Uh, as far as Mike White, I think you got to go with Mike White, right? Because coming off last season, I think uh, Zach Wilson has like a thirty-three. His QBR is like a thirty-three this year. It's a forty-four. So. Not really that great, Terrible. especially having, you know, that attitude kind of on the press conference. It's like, you know, you definitely lost confidence with the coach, with Salah, who's a, he's well, a defensive. Everyone, Where did he come from? He came from, he come from? San Francisco. San Francisco. San Francisco. Dude, the, my, my man, Zach, too worried about the Mills at the bookstore. That's yeah, man. Oh, man. He's worried about Jamama instead of. <laughs> he's worried about Giselle Brady. Instead of who's. Bro, that's, that's what he focused uh, on at the, the press conference. He, he wasn't even worried about the, the reporters <laughs> out there. Yeah. No, I think he'll be all right. I think he'll get another chance to to come play. Like, obviously, he's a high draft pick. I think that warrants it. Like, maybe you don't stick with him now, but you gotta at least if you're gonna stick with him. If you if you're a high draft pick like uh, Zach Wilson is, you you think you're probably gonna get another chance. If not with the I Jets, somewhere I, else. Somebody's gonna need a quarterback somewhere. It, it, I don't it, think so because because he has every opportunity to be successful. He has a good defense, he has a solid running game, and he has the weapons, and he has the coaching staff. It wasn't like a Sam Darnold situation where the yeah. team is an absolute shit show. I was going to say that in this situation, like, you Zach, can't blame Zach the Wilson has every opportunity to be good, yeah. and I don't see anybody, especially with this upcoming draft class. This is supposed to be a really good draft class, quarterbacks. Who's going to want to take a flyer on Zach Wilson? I mean, I you think they, I don't think even if the Jets had an opportunity, you think they're taking quarterback? I mean, they got Joe Flacco, who's an old veteran. I'm not saying they take a Santa quarterback. Yeah. I mean, shit, we'll see what happens with this Mike White guy. I mean, if he yeah. keeps on, I, I, I'd never heard of him before. I yeah. mean, obviously, backups, we see it all the time. There's, you know, sometimes they play well in the preseason. Like, and, shit, shit just kind of happens, and like, you know, you catch lightning in a bottle, and then like, they play great for one game. Who knows if they can keep it up consistently? I mean, the same thing happened with that the dude in New England. He had a he had a solid game. I mean, we see it all countless. Matt Castle throughout the years, Matt Flynn, like all these guys that have these amazing like games as a backup, and then can't really replicate it. Geno Smith. Then again, you have the opposite side where these guys end up being something. Yeah. 
So. I'll say, JoJo, like, how do you feel like, you know, especially getting a young quarterback, getting as a, quarterback, as a New Yorker? How, yeah, as a New Yorker, <laughs> you know, a guy from Buffalo, a Buffalonian, whatever they call themselves. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Buffaloes. <laughs> Buffaloes. Like, how much time, how much time do you think you should give your quarterback? Because I have this experience, right? Because I have two uh, Dolphins. I think two or three years, you kind of know what you got, right? Obviously, Zach Wilson's going to second year. He's getting sat down. Do you think – how many years would you give a high draft pick like a Zach Wilson? How many th- years do you think he needs to, to develop? And like how much how much leash do you give him? Like, okay, just give him a chance. Maybe he'll sit down and, you know, read the playbook, be be a bench guy. Yeah. Do you think that uh, Mike White has been given enough chances as, uh, as a second year? Nah, he hasn't. I mean, at least t- to really see someone's potential, man, like – at least two seasons, right? It could be a tell of two seasons. And then maybe if you don't have anybody that extra third season, but it also depends on their performance. Like if you're playing like legit dog shit and you're out there and you don't <laughs> yeah, know, like, if you're playing like Zach Wilson, yeah, like <laughs> listen, like Trevor Lawrence, right. For example, yeah. You know, he had a shitty season last season. Right. But we knew why we knew why he was having a bad season. Now, like Julian said, you're set up for success. Now there's kind of like, Hey, like what's going on? And we can blatantly see that you're the problem and you're the star quarterback. And, you know, how long can you keep him out there, right? I mean, and shout out to Tua and that. I mean, Dolphins were really patient. I mean, really patient with him. I mean, they even did the hybrid season with him. He played half the games, kind of took their time with him. Um, and he even admitted he didn't even study the playbook or anything like that. Well, and still uh, also, like, you know what? You're you're real our main quick guy. to that. So, yeah. I'll say real quick to that: getting rid of Brian Flores is probably the greatest thing that ever happened. Oh, uh, okay. Let's not talk about. Let's talk it's about. Just, it's a hundred percent true. Getting Man, rid totally of Brian Flores was the best thing to ever happen to Tua. I disagree. Well, uh, Tua. Okay, that's what I'm you, talking about. Specifically Tua. It was. Tua. It was the best thing that ever happened to Tua. You would not. You yeah. would not see Tua playing to the level. You wouldn't even see Tyreek Hill on that team if Brian Flores was there. Guarantee that. Okay, we can talk about. I don't want to talk about Brian Flores. He's the past. <laughs> anyway, he's gone. I mean, he's not the past. He's still, he works with the Pittsburgh. I think at least at least two two seasons to play. Like you need to really see what they're capable of, man. Like a lot can happen in a game. Um, a lot of people could take blame in these losses. It could be the defense. It could be the coaching. It play play calling. Look, Russell Wilson, for example. We all know what he's capable of. But look what's going on in Denver. And we and like again, like I knew you were talking about new quarterbacks. I'm just putting them in this example because he's in an entire new system on a new team. And we have never seen anything like this. So who knows? Next yeah. season could be a complete turnaround. But you know, it's it's kind of hard to blame the quarterback again unless you know he is the main issue on the field. And and Julian, I want to ask you because you know when you have a veteran like Joe Flacco, maybe Joe Flacco, you know he's not we're not seeing peak Joe Flacco, we're seeing the end of his career. But at least you know when you invest in a veteran backup like that, like why it's it's kind of surprising for me for Mike White to get the nod over Joe Flacco. Like, do you think that hey, that's Joe, smart? You mean Joe Fluco? The Fluco. Yeah. No, yeah, Joe Fluco's a bomb. A Let's be real, the dude's a bomb. <laughs> I don't care. Fuck him. I, you can bench him, cut him. I don't. He's a bum. He's not going to take you anywhere. At least go Damn. with the guy who could actually have something left and can do something. Yeah, I mean Damn. that's a little surprising. Let's you really I figure like they just go with a veteran, but no. I mean, I why know. would you go with Joe Flacco? I, I like I've been the biggest Joe Flacco hater 
Like the moment they paid that man over a hundred million dollars, I was like, "That's the biggest waste of money I've ever seen in my he life." He got paid, man. He won that championship and he got paid. <laughs> Listen, that's all might... he ever did was win that championship. You might hate him more than Gabe hates Chris Paul. <laughs> I don't know, but, man. That's tough. No, I mean, you got to go with the go with the see what you got. Like, why not? We already no, know. I, so I, agree. Washed, I agree. It's yeah. done. Like, Surprisingly, go, I'm agreeing like, with you. Go. Time to move forward. Like, like see what you got, team, this guy. You're a young team with the Jets. Like, young Argus. Like, you're making moves. You're getting some wins. I wouldn't rely back, like, to Joe Flago as my savior. When did Mike White get drafted? I've never heard of this guy. Uh, I can't tell you, but the, what surprises me? Oh, I got it right here. He got drafted in the fifth round in 2018. He's from Pembroke Pines, Florida. Wow. Oh, that's a local, local kid. He went to um, USF. Not bad. So uh, the the thing I want to say was like, especially Whoa, at boy. this point in the season for the Jets, like they're still they're still competitive. It's just it's just weird for me to see like, oh, they're gonna go with the young guy, or the younger guy, as opposed to a Super Bowl champion oh, guy who competed. There we go. I don't know. It's just, <laughs> for for me, you know, it's interesting to see that kind of move. But Your Joe Flacco love is showing. As long as my Dolphins be the Jets and they never show up. That, that, that's why he wants that's Joe Flacco about. to play. That's, <laughs> that's why he wants Joe Flacco to play. Joe Flacco, if the Dolphins was in a situation and you're back up with Joe Flacco, would you be happy with that? Instead of another I mean, we kind of went through that. With, we kind of went through percent? that. I mean, with having a veteran like Ryan Fitzpatrick, I didn't think Ryan Fitzpatrick is like the greatest quarterback of all time, but it's fucking a game manager, a guy that will you know give you a couple games. Yeah, sometimes at point times last season, Fitzpatrick was the answer. Fitzpatrick was a better quarterback. He was more, you know, cowboy shoot him up, throw up in the middle, throw into pressure. I don't think Tua yeah. had that that confidence to throw into pressure like that. Now Tua, you know, with with the amount of talent and speed that he has on the field, Tua is throwing, you know, into spaces that like, you know, he looks incredible. Like all the things that I thought that he could be, like, is well, starting well, to formulate. He's starting well, to you know, yeah push his game. Ryan Fitzpatrick was like a part of the fucking Lord of the Rings. He had some sort of magic about him that just like he was just he did shit that I didn't even know was possible. Somehow he just pulled some shit out of his ass. Like I don't he like he's a different breed. He's he needs to from the Hobbit world, he hangs out with Gandalf. Like he has that weird wizard on, wizard yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, he he's he him and Joe Flacco to me are like I would take Fitzpatrick. I would take Fitzpatrick right now over Joe Flacco. Right now, <laughs> right now. Retired Fitzpatrick. He, I think he's. I think he's doing games for Amazon. Right? He is. He's, he's like, doing. Yeah, he is. Yeah, I was gonna say that. Amazon. I think. I think it was yeah, Amazon. Yeah. Remember because they, they had the game. The one of the game Miami games was on Amazon Prime, and yeah. there was a weird interaction where like, oh, here's Fitzpatrick and Tua. Listen, man, I'm just trying to get the Fitz beard, bro. Yo, shout out Fitz, man. You inspire me, bro. (laughs) I hope I'm close. I hope hope I'm making you proud. (laughs) Yo, let's talk about the season. Uh, You know, we we really don't talk. We, you know, we're in a, we have our own little group of uh, fantasy football. We play. uh, That's obviously how we connected. We dabble. We we talk about sports. We're in the chats. We're shit talking to each other. Yo, I want to talk about our fantasy teams. Like at, at this point in the season, like, uh, who were like some of the best players that have performed for your fantasy team? Because you know, uh, you know, you know, trying to be competitive, we're all trying to win. Some of the best players you had, I can tell you right now, the best trade I ever had was I traded JoJo. JoJo's a Denver fan, obviously, a resident Denver fan, resident Russell Wilson fan. Uh, I traded him. <laughs> I traded you 
uh, I should do Wilson and McCaffrey, right? And McCaffrey for uh, uh, Tyreek Hill for Tom Brady and Tyreek Hill. And Tyreek, I was a t- I, he wanted his he wanted his you know his his Bronco. Okay, <laughs> hashtag Let's Ride uh, Broncos Nation. Let's Ride. Big mistake. He wanted, he wanted, <laughs> he wanted Wilson. <laughs> I wanted Tyreek Hill, and I drafted. You know, eventually later I picked up. I acquired Tua. So, oh, uh, how do you feel so far? Who are your best performers of your fantasy that you've had so far? Jojo, I'll go. Well, with you. who do you, you feel guys, like? Uh, you guys already sh- know sh- my sh- worst. So, I, I mean, so for my team, I got a pretty <laughs> stacked lineup, man. Look, we're heading into playoffs. Let me let me just run through my, my starters real quick. I know we're talking about our best, but I got a pretty good team. I, I got a – look, quarterback right now, listen, I had to pick off the waiver wire. You guys heard my situation. Uh, with Russell Wilson, <laughs> desperate. This man, nobody desperate. in this league wanted me, <laughs> wanted to trade me a quarterback. Guys, I end up picking up Dak Prescott. Wave a wire about two weeks ago because he's the he was the best available quarterback. Um, man, you know it's hey, really. Man, I'll trade you back Tom Brady. Look, 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 I, I give look, you Tom Brady back. You want me to trade Tom Brady? Yet. Yet. <laughs> so everybody knows if, if you've been watching this. I won the league last year, and I didn't have a single quarterback. I was bouncing between Derek Carr and who was ever on the wire waiver wire and had a good matchup, and I won the entire league The fucking Derek Carr. So if I can do it, anybody can do it. All right, you know what? I'm not going to run through my whole team. All right, I'm going to give you two sleepers that I had this whole season. Who's your best performer, off, man? Shout out to Your worst Amon, performer and your best Amon performer. Ross. All right, Amon Ross, St. Brown. So St. Brown. Oh, uh, he, man, he was on fire. The beginning of Detroit. He is going wing. Yeah. He's been very consistent, right? So I think it was week two. Um, he had a forty point game, and I was just like, "Yo, yeah. who is who is who this is guy?" This guy? Yeah, <laughs> I, was like, I think he was a fifth or fourth he's round staying, draft pick he's this year. A starter in my lineup, right? So he's been consistent. You know, twelve points. You know, fifteen here and there. And then he had a second biggest game of the season last week. I think he had twenty seven. And he went off, and I'm like, "Yo, I need this going into playoffs." So, and you said our worst player as that's well. Number one. So, I, yeah, that's that's my number yeah, one. Give me your your biggest right. bust. Your biggest bust. The oh, guy you drafted uh, it like, yo, I gotta drop this guy. I get rid of him. Biggest. Oh man, yo, Wilson, bro. I'm sorry, he can't he can't get over 13 points <laughs> in the game. It's embarrassing. <laughs> Meanwhile, you're gonna play Josh Allen, who's gonna give you 30, 40 points a game. Yeah. Or even Lamar Jackson, you can't compete. And I will say, um, Matt Stafford. I picked up, I drafted Matt Stafford, so I did terrible. I'm 0 for two for quarterbacks in this fantasy, and I'm gonna leave it like that. All right, Julian, I'm, I'm gonna go with you. Uh, you had a time chance to review. Who, who's been your best player, best performer, your best draft pick so far? That's been the most consistent guy. My most consistent guy I can trust week in and week out, Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb has been consistently getting 20 points at like 20 points a game. Um, another solid, like consistent player for me has been Christian Kirk out of Jacksonville. He's been he's not like amazing, but he's been like, he at least gets me 10 points and it's, it's been a little bit more reliable. I have two big pickup sleepers off the waiver wire that have now been consistent starters. Um, Damian Pierce and Njoku. Those two guys have been big for me. Damian Pierce from Houston and Joku from Cleveland. Those guys have been massive pickups for me. I was on Damian Pierce when we when he played. I picked him up right before he played Jacksonville. I was seeing everything. That's all he's available. So I took him immediately. 
Um, and then as for my two biggest busts, two biggest busts that pissed me off so much, and I've had in previous years that it's never done me dirty, Dalvin Cook and Darren Waller. Bam. Who you who 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 would have thought that those Waller two players would have been busted? Waller's been hurt pretty much the entire season. I've been holding on to him just in case, but I'm about, he's still on IR. I'm thinking about just dropping him entirely. Up in psych, and then on top of that, Njoku's been injured for like a four game span. So there was times on my roster I was holding three tight ends. So I was like, yeah. <laughs> um, Dalvin Cook, he's been Dalvin Cook's been whatever. He hasn't been like absolute terrible, like horrible, but he's been so wishy washy. Where it's like one time he'll get like a great game. Like, I think he's only had like, let me see now. He's had like, he's had like a handful of good games, but mostly he's been getting around 10 to 13 points. And as my number one RB, like, I need you to be getting 20 points a game. And he's only done it four times, it looks like. But um, I like my role players, too. Joe Mixon has been pretty big for me. Monte Smith's been hit or miss. And then Terry uh, McLaurin's been... To add on to yet. my group, bro, someone that surprised me from the Seahawks, and no, his name is not, you know, Lockett or Metcalf, but Kenneth Walker the third, the running back. He's had some big games for them. And I'm talking, like, over 15, over 20 points. I think he maybe had a 30-point game a couple weeks back. He's been pretty consistent for me as well. I mean, yeah, Se- Seahawks definitely having a season, unprecedented season. I expected nothing out of the Seahawks. They're still producing. They're still being competitive. Geno Smith, the, the resurrection season of Geno Smith. Mark it down in your calendar. Folks. He's going to be a Hall of Famer in the future. I'm just kidding. What's um, your team looking like, Gabe? For my players, yo, the best player I have right now, my best performer right now is Tyreek Hill. Obviously, I got Tyreek Hill from JoJo. <laughs> I had to trade away Christian McCaffrey. People say, oh, that's ridiculous. Christian McCaffrey, always consistent, giving plenty of points on a team. But here's the thing. I didn't want to worry about Christian McCaffrey. He always gets injured. Every year is like, is he going to play? Is he not? Right now he has an injury. Nobody knows he's going to start. He'll probably be productive. He's probably going to have a great season. It's probably going to be, you know, this is an amazing two, three seasons for Christian McCaffrey. I just didn't want that worry. I want that stress. I want that anxiety. Traded him away. Got Tyreek Hill. He's my, probably my best performer. He starts every week. Every time I play him. Right now, the weakest spots on my thing are like, I have three quarterbacks. So I have Jalen Hurts, I have Tua, and I have Tom Brady. Guys, Joe Joe, if you like Tom Brady back, I, I will trade. Yeah, trade why you. the hell you got Jalen Hurts? <laughs> why oh, are you, listen, how are you not playing him? I have Jalen Hurts in my other league. I have, I have, we, we also have another league, and I have Jalen Hurts. I'm sorry. I have A.J. Brown, so I have to do double points, man. Jalen Brown, listen, Jalen Brown. Gabe smoked uh, me sorry. with that combo. I just have to let y'all know that that yeah, <laughs> he smoked me with that. They had a lethal game, Jaylen man. <laughs> it was, there was no coming back from that. There was no coming back. That's what why I have Tua here? and I have Tyreek Hill. I have Tua and Tyreek Hill. I have Jalen Hurts. Um, my worst probably pickup again. The weakest parts is probably running back and tight ends is probably my weakest. Uh, the worst player I've ever had, I can say right now, is currently on my roster is probably Lockett. Lockett has been, you know, he had a couple games. Oh. Had a couple games, uh, you know, especially a big game a couple weeks ago. But it's like one of these guys that's like, I just have him on my, on my bench, and I just never have, like, the courage to, like, put him up there. Oh, feeling, feeling, too, having a lesser year. Than, I think, than too, him. he's been healthy as well. Yeah. 
but Jefferson has been going off. So, I mean, shout out to whoever has – shout out to all the Jefferson owners. <laughs> that's all the yeah, do you guys know do you guys know my wide receiver combo in my oh, other league got, yeah Devonte adams and stefan diggs who'd you pay off to get my wow. wide receiver but then wow. but then my, my running backs are terrible I, honestly so even though troy pollard has been a big pickup for me Pollard's troy a Pollard's, good pickup man he he he, he, he oh, was Pollard's he was a really solid off. pickup for me um yeah, because Zeke is done. His career is over pretty much. Um, so he, wow. He's been a solid pickup. And then my, I've been swapping out between Moser, Josh Jacobs, and Connor from in Arizona. So I've been kind of all over the place with that. Yo, so let's get into it. Let's talk about, uh, you know, this upcoming week. Obviously, we're in week, what, 12? What, what week is this? What are 13, 14? I have no idea. Gabe is lost. I, I think it's week 12. Listen, I have the bets of our general bets. I just got to calculate them. But Calcul- calculate them. It's week 12. All right, so uh, let's get into it. Week 12. Uh, obviously, we're recording this on a Wednesday, so tomorrow will be the Bills at Patriots. Uh, Bills are the favorite on the road, minus four. I mean, uh, Julian, how do you feel about this, these points? Minus four is an odd number, but they're on the road. They're, they're road favorites. Do you feel like the Patriots can pull it out at home? Give me Buffalo. Uh, okay. JoJo, how do you feel? Uh, Buffalo on this one. All right. I think somehow know how to win, though. I don't get it. I mean, they're somehow six and five. Man, I really want the root for the Patriots because. like they just can't uh, get something. I'm trying to. Going, man. They'll win two, lose one, win one, lose two. You know what? I'm gonna go. I think the Patriots will cover the points. I think maybe the Patriots lose, but by three points, not by. Nice. All right, let's go to Thursday. Uh, another game: uh, the Jets at the Vikings. Jets at Vikings. Obviously, the Vikings are the favorite minus three on the road. Jets have a tough road to hoe. Julian. Oh wow! Minnesota minus three. Oh. I, I give me Minnesota at home with a minus three. All right, Ju- uh, Jojo. Yeah, I'm after with this whole quarterback thing going on with the Jets right now, man. I feel like they're just they're gonna lose momentum. Uh, I'm gonna stay with the Vikes. Vikes. And I'm pretty sure has Minnesota lost at home? I don't think they've lost at home. Where, where was that Cowboys loss at? I know they lost at Philly. I'm gonna have to Bro, double check that while mo- we do this. I want to say that was in Dallas. I'm checking now. Could be wrong though. Uh, but I- I'll go with the Vikings as well. I think Vikings at homes are. A good uh, pick to go with, bro. Uh, while Julian's looks excited, game, up, let's you, go with you guys. You guys want to hear some sad news on this next game? Yeah, it was at it? it was at it was at Minnesota. All right, so let's go with the uh, Broncos at Ravens. Broncos are a a a, a underdog, eight and a half points. Ravens are the favorites at home, eight and a half points. That's a lot of points, yeah. Jojo. Yeah. I will go with you first because this is your team right here. Oh man, listen! I'm not as delusional as Julian with his Jacks with his Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, hey, I'm gonna give it to the Ravens on this one. And if we win, shit, I'd rather be wrong. You know, you know, this game was actually supposed to be a prime time game, and they moved it up to yeah, then they switched or two o'clock. Yeah, sad man. When you're yeah. that bad that they change your prime time game, they're like, nah, we don't want to see y'all. 
<laughs> but the Ravens are good. So, like, honestly, they're punishing the Ravens. <laughs> but whatever, bro. Uh, I'm going to go with Man, uh, Baltimore. You're going to go. Julian, eight and a half points a lot for the Ravens at home. Do you, you like that? Do you like those odds? Uh, give me Denver plus eight. I think they'll keep it close. Yeah, I think I think Hopefully. Denver loses, but the uh, Ravens Ravens win, but not by eight and a half points. Yeah, It'll be a lot closer. Uh, Ravens just know how to blow leads. They've blown like four or five leads this season. Yeah, so. but to what to what offense with the Broncos, man? What lead are they gonna blow? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Let's go Pittsburgh at Atlanta. Pittsburgh, the Steelers at Atlanta. Pittsburgh on the road, one and a half point favorite. Do they win by two or more points? I'll go with JoJo. JoJo, how do you feel about this game? Listen, I don't know. I need my running back Patterson to go off this week, so I'm going to just go with Atlanta on this one. He's going to have a big game. All right. Julian, how do you feel about the Steelers? I, I haven't seen a single game from either one of these two teams. I didn't know. I watched Monday Night Football against the Steelers and Colts. Um, give me Atlanta. I feel like they they seem better. So give me give me Atlanta. They seem Atlanta better. home uh, two and a half. I mean, this is a. I think it's a winnable game from Atlanta. Atlanta Atlanta's in a playoff race. The yeah. NFC South sucks. So Atlanta has something to play for. I think these Pittsburgh is pretty much done. Yeah, they're both bad teams. I think at some point the Steelers have to, you know, pack it in and say let's let's tank for a weapon Yama or some some other pick. So I'm gonna go Atlanta. I'm gonna go Atlanta at home. I think they can win this game. All right, Jaguars at Detroit. Jaguars are a road favorite, one and a half points. I mean that's very close. Julian, I'll go with you. You're a resident Jacks, Jack, Jacksonville fan. You feel about your Jaguars on the road? Give me Duval to win it. Must win. Must win. It's a very important game. Dougie P even said that this is a six, seven-game season. We got to go undefeated. So, I think I'm going to agree with you. Uh, I think this is a more winnable game than the second game. Uh, going at Tennessee is a tough road to hold. But this week, I think they can beat the Detroit Lions. I'll take Jacksonville. On wow, Gabe, you're going to go back, man. You're gonna, <laughs> Sorry, you're gonna I'm going back. Honestly, I, I said I would have picked them ever again. Every, every time you guys <laughs> doubt, they win. <laughs> <laughs> I said I would never pick them again, but you know what? I think this is a winnable game. Ah, oh, man. I feel like we're always put in a situation where we want to believe, <laughs> man. I hate that false hope. It's not I what it's it. not not what you, you know, think will happen. Like what do you how do you feel like if you had to put money on it? Put money Shit, on it, what do you bro, I never want to bet on the Jags, man. But you know what? <laughs> I mean yeah, before. I would never want to bet. I would never put my money in that side. But you know what? If oh, I yeah. have five dollars, <laughs> I guess I'll sacrifice my five dollars and I'll go with the Jags in this game. All right, bro, you make might it happen, Julian. Julian, yo, if, if it doesn't, you know why I believe because I witnessed that fourth quarter. So you, I'm like, all right, I seen a glimpse. If if they can play like that, yeah. I'll be up straight. I can live with that. <laughs> I can live with that. All right, let's go to the next game. Let's go Titans at Eagles. Titans, obviously, mm. road doggy. Eagles, favorite oh, five and a half. I points. feel like another upset is brewing, bro. It's 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 brewing. And it's like Julian painted this perfect picture. Like, yeah, Philly's going to beat Tennessee. Man, the complete opposite is going to freaking happen and ruin his Jacksonville Jaguars. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that's exactly what's going to happen. Yo, Jags might pull off the win. And then guess what? If Tennessee wins too, yo, nothing happened. (laughs) I don't know, man. You know what? Yo, give me Philly. I'm not that bold. I'm not that bold. I'm not not calling it. Give me Philly. I'm too invested. 
I got AJ Brown and Jalen Hurts on my team. Yeah, I think Tennessee is so wonderful. If Philly stop, Philly is a really good run defense. They stop Derrick Henry. They don't. Tennessee doesn't stand a chance. Like they have nothing outside of yeah. him. So Philly at, at Philly too. All oh. right, let's go Browns at Texans. Another kind of doodle bowl. Browns on the road there. Minus hey, seven points. Is uh is Deshaun Watson back now? Yes, he should be. Oh. It was announced that he is back. So that's, actually, that's that's the reason for the spread. Yeah, I think they, they got rid of – they let go of another – Josh Dobbs. They let go of some other quarterback on the practice squad to acquire. Put up Yo, Sean Im- Watson. Imagine so being that He should be guy, playing like... rounds at Texans. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> uh, Julian, I'll go with you. Uh, how do you feel about the Browns? Minus seven. It's minus seven. So it's only like six and a half. Just like Dude, minus seven. Uh, They're going by like nine or more points. So – Browns played Jags in the preseason, and Deshaun Watson played in that preseason game, and he looked abysmal. He looked terrible. Um, hey, 11 weeks I of think, rest. I think Houston loses, but they can get in. <laughs> year and a half, almost two years of rest. Oh, Bro, that's going to be wild. Uh, give, me, give me Houston. I think Houston gets in. I don't think they – they. Uh, I think they would. They get within seven. I don't think they would. And you're at Houston, like I think. Yeah, I'm. I'm agree with you. I think Houston. Uh, they lose, but they cover. They cover. They they lose by less than. Watson is such a wild card. And what isn't this like? Kind of like crazy too. That like Deshaun Watson's first game back is in Houston. I think that's how they planned it out. They should have been should have been suspended. That's kind of crazy. I hope the fans ream him. Oh yeah, I, I really hope they do. Look like, forward to the, the, all the signs. How fitting! Yeah. How fitting! Yo, honestly, like, again, uh, Jojo, how you feel about this game? Good you pointed that out. Like, this couldn't have – you couldn't have wrote this, like, in a book, bro. Like, his first game back after 18 years, and he's playing – Roger Goodell, like, I think – Roger Goodell, They planned this shit. Oh, man. Uh, in Houston, I mean, listen. On the road there. You, you, want, you want the fans to ream him, but he didn't want to be there, and then all oh, this whole fiasco came out and everything, and – they didn't want to let him go. Texans suck, by the way. So I'm sorry. I'm just gonna yeah, go bad. with the Browns. <laughs> I'm gonna go with the Browns. You go with the Browns. Yeah. All right. By the way, I think Goodell wanted 12 weeks, and somehow they agreed to 11. This was a setup. Anyways, Commanders at the Giants. The Giants are home Ow. doggies. How are your home doggy against the Commanders? What is going on here? Are the Commanders got... good? Are they good? <laughs> What's going on? Hold up. <laughs> Hold up one second. What is going on here? All right. So, I, don't, I don't know, man. This is game. This is a game I don't want to watch. I think the Giants are overrated. Commanders on the road, three and a half points. Holy shit, dude. They the can Commanders win are seven and five? Yeah. How did They're I miss this? Yeah. They're hanging in there. They're, on a, three you, game, they, they're on a three-game win streak since they pulling, benched Carson? They're pulling off upsets, bro. They, they freaking beat the Eagles oh too, my. man. Oh, dude, I have not been paying to attention to the commanders at all, and I'm I turned my head, and now they're seven and five. Yeah. Bro, and this Giants is the division game. This is the division yeah. matchup. Like they need I'm, this I'm, win. Yes. So commanders are in last place right now, seven and five. Giants are seven and man. The NFC East is really good this year, bro. You got Cowboys and Eagles all up in there. So I'm I'm wow. gonna go with, I'm gonna go with Commanders. I think they're their favorite. I, you know what? I believe in Heineke. I believe in the Brady Loser. I'll go with the Commanders on the road to win by. Three or more points. Give me the commanders. Dude, I, I am like you have no idea. Like I'm beyond shocked. 
To be line. fair, though, look, look, let me rattle off who they beat. They beat the Packers. They beat the Bears. They beat the Colts. They beat the Texans. They beat the Falcons. These are not good teams. These are not good teams. The only good team good they teams. beat that I'm like, wow, okay, they, they beat them was uh, the Eagles. The Eagles, for sure. Oh, and they beat the Jags, too. Again, oh, yeah, first that's, game of the that's week. a gimme, though. That's a gimme. That's a gimme. So like what the fuck like that's why that's why I'm like surprised right now. Your favorites on the road. Come on, what you got, Julian? Right. I go to yeah, JoJo. Give me New York. Give me New York. Giants at home. Damn. JoJo, yeah, that's I'm, your favorite I'm, team. I'm, it's a New York team, dude. Come on, what you got? Yeah, New York with the money go line too. Give me that plus one sixteen. I'm gonna go Giants. Yo, even though Giants got cooked by the Cowboys last week, bro. Shit. Cowboys are better than the Commanders though. Yeah, yeah, yeah I like Giants with the money line. That's that's easy money right there. Speaking of two bad teams, Packers at the Bears is a, a rivalry, right? This is like a this is one of the yeah, it's a historic rivalry. Historic rivalry, uh, Packers the biggest rivalry probably in the NFL. Five and a half favorite on the road. A lot of road teams are, are favorites this week. Uh, Packers that at Bears. Is out. So you know what? I'm gonna go, man. I'm gonna go for. The, I'll go for the Packers. Is is Fields there still gonna go. be out? How long hey. was Fields out for? I just saw he was injured. I didn't know exactly. Let me look it up. Well, bro, the discuss. Bears without Fields, had, they have no hope. They have. Yeah, I mean, if, if Fields hope. is, I, I don't, I, I don't know the extent of his injury. I just know that he was injured. Um, that's going to determine my decision. Right, I'm Listen, looking that man, up. You never bet against Rodgers going against the Bears. That is almost guaranteed wins, no matter how bad that Packers team is. Never, ever so I'm looking up. Uh, Sounds like he's out. Yeah, it says a left shoulder injury. Uh, he said he's feeling better day by day. I'm trying to get an actual date of like. It seems like he's uh in the air, up in the air, questionable. Apparently, like Justin 13. Fields has epilepsy. That's very unfortunate for a quarter NFL quarterback. So uh, how how do you feel about this game? Uh, I'm going to go with the Packers on the road. I, I, I think yeah, this, this is a garbage he, bowl, but I'll go with the Packers. Yeah, with Fields out, I'll take Green Bay. All right, let's slide over to the next game. Seahawks at Rams. Man, seven and a half points on the road. Another road favorite, Seahawks, man, that's a, Rams. I mean, I can see that, man. The the, the Rams have no offense with Cooper Cup no. out. Matt Stafford hasn't been playing well at all. Seahawks have the edge overall in terms of spark. I don't see any that's spark a lot of points. in the Rams team. Bro. It's a lot for Geno Smith and the Seahawks. Seven and a half is a lot of points, but I do think the Seahawks. I'll go with the Seahawks because I think they can win this game. Yeah, I, I'm gonna go. It's a Seahawks. lot of points, but I, I, I'll go to Seahawks. I'm gonna go Rams. I don't. I just. I have a hard time trusting Seahawks with that many. Points. Man, they're so injured though. A lot of injuries in LA. All right, Man. Dolphins 49ers. They switched it to Ooh, prime time. We'll be watching this prime a good time one. game. You're welcome. You know, obviously, we gave Mike you the McDaniel. Prime Mike McDaniel homecoming coming back to his home. Even though the Dolphins are pretty much all. 49ers. We have Wes Walker as a head coach. We have Mozart. We have all these guys come from San Francisco. Give me the Dolphins, man. Dolphins on the road. You know what? We can win this game. This is a winnable game. As long as everybody's healthy, we can win this game. Give me the Dolphins on the road. This is a tough mm. one. Mm. This is really tough because you got the Niners defense, which is stout. Yeah. And, JoJo's yeah. got McCaffrey. JoJo's got McCaffrey. Bro. McCaffrey. That, 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 and, Dolphins, and that Dolphins O-line has been shaky, dude. And, and also – 
I'll note that Armstead is out with the yeah. Our arms. I did hear that Armstead's out with a bicep. So, I don't forget some as a short kind of shoulder injury. He should be out Nick, for the next couple of weeks. Nick Bosa might have a fucking game, and unless Mike McDaniel's can really scheme up and get the ball out quick. Hey man, you know what? Yo, I'm feeling it. Let's go Dolphins. Oh, let's go! You gotta, you I'm gotta go believe Dolphins. on this thing. I, wow. I'm gonna go Dolphins with the spread. I still don't know if they win though. I, I can't make a decision if they. Win. I think the Dolphins. I'll take Dolphin. I think the know, Dolphins. You know what's crazy, Gabe? The amount of times we put faith in his team. You guys this, never. Put he never. Faith in my team. I believe in Jacksonville for no, about six, eight weeks. No, you I believe them. No, you eight weeks. Not. No you guys respect. have been trashing my. You guys picked them maybe one or two times. I picked and the Dolphins way more than I've. Then you guys pick the Jags. Gabe and I probably picked them six out of eight times, and every time we picked them, <laughs> okay. we've been let down. We lost. We've been let down every time. Okay. Lower my record. You're Jacksonville Jaguar. Lower my record. But okay. guess what? Dolphins. I mean, I still, I'm still picking the Dolphins. I'm still picking the Dolphins. I'm just. I, I genuinely don't. I genuinely don't know if they win. You know what, yo, Julian? You know what? We don't want you on this side. Pick San yeah. Francisco. The train is no, the train has left the station. <laughs> you cannot. You know what I mean? It's a tough, tough road game, but you know what? I think I believe my Dolphins. Hey, Dolphins. here's the thing: if anybody knows win. how to dissect Mike McDaniel's offense, it's San Francisco defense. Makes sense. True. That, that, <laughs> that makes sense. I give you right. that. It makes sense. Let's transition. Chargers at Raiders. I think this is oh, also a historic division matchup. matchup. Raiders suck. I'm gonna keep it simple. Let me Man, go Chargers. Char- Chargers, Chargers aren't that good either. They're, they're so hurt. They're either. so. Who's playing? I was listening to something, and this made like so much more sense. The Chargers are always—it's the epitome of just being underwhelmed constantly. Yo, that's a they fact. Always are supposed to be good, even all those years with Philip Rivers, like those fifteen years with him. Like, yeah, they're just the epitome of just underwhelming constantly. Like they never live up to their potential. And Yo, I, I don't know. They, they have a the good team. They have good run. They have a big arm, right? Like they're a good but show. They've always food. been like that. But they've they always been like they're that with the wins, man. They've like, always been like that. even the, like I said, even the Philip the Philip Rivers years. They just they always have this potential, but they never do anything with it. They, I, I had to drop Mike Williams because he's hurt. He's injured. Man, let me go with the Raiders. Man, I'm going with the Raiders. Chargers oh, are no. so hurt. The, those LA teams are so hurt. Man. Give me the Raiders. I don't I don't think the Raiders are a good team this year. Right? They're they're not. I think they have bad coaching. But. Give me the Raiders at home. You know what I mean? Las Vegas. Give me the, the Raiders home. are a good team. They're poorly coached. Um, give me the Raiders, though. Nah, I'm going to stick by the Chargers. So Chargers, man. And, and Herbert, we trust. All right. chiefs Bengals. chiefs Bengals. obviously, AC rivalry. Uh, this is a repeat of this is a good uh, Ooh. championship. Ooh. Give me the Chiefs easy. Chiefs on the road, yeah, two and a half points. I'm sorry. This is, why is it so close? Is there some? Is there some injury that I don't know about on the Kansas City? Uh, they're probably just going. No, back. I mean, the Bengals are. They've been they've been stepping it up. Bengals are on a three game win streak. Oh man, they're seven me. and four. We without, always complain about without their best receiver, without Jamar Chase. He's been out still. Injury. Yep, and they they on the three game win streak though. So, and you're out. Man, give me the Chiefs easy. Give me Nah, give me Chiefs are still way, way better. I'm sorry. Chiefs are way better. We always complain Just about the points being so high. Minus two and a half points. That's easy money. Pound, pound the Chiefs. Julian, what do you got? He wants Bengals. Just say it, bro. 
Yeah, give me Bengals. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. I, I want it. I, <laughs> bro. Don't, who, I'll yo. take Bengals with the money line. I, I think they it. win the game all right. I knew it. I, knew, uh, I already knew it. So, Kansas City has to drop one eventually, and it's going it, to – I mean, like – Anyways, Colts at Cowboys. Colts at Cowboys. Give me the – man, 10 uh, and a half points. Oof. That's a lot of points. This is, this is a game that I don't want to bet. Like, I think the Cowboys will win. I don't want to bet it. That's a lot of points. But uh, give me the Cowboys. The Cowboys Yo, the Cowboys' last two wins, they won by over 10 points both games. So so you think that's why it's so high? Probably. Yeah, I mean, that is why it's so high. But, man, those those points scare me. Bro, yo, I, I don't play no scared money game out here. Yo, give me the Cowboys. <laughs> I, give me the Cowboys. <laughs> all right, we're all Cowboys. I think I believe we're all Cowboys. All right, Saints-Bucks. Saints-Bucks, NFC. Oh uh, shit, yo! Up. Tampa always has bad luck with the with the Saints. Saints, Saints. You want the Saints? Oh man, you believe in Andy Dalton? Saints. I don't I know. Believe man. in that Saints defense. Man, Bucks at home. Bucks ain't looking good, bro. I haven't heard Tom Brady name all season. Oh, except I'll trade for him for you. I, I, I trade him. I think back Tom Brady you. actually has the most passing yards in the league right now. What? No. Oh. Oh. Okay. I was about to say. You say passing yards, but not QBR or you know completion rating because yeah, awesome. I think the passing yards that belongs to Tua. He's definitely like the <laughs> that belongs to um, Tua. Y'all going for the Saints? I'm gonna go with the Bucks at home. They gotta win a game, a game. But you know, uh, if you want to believe in Andy Dalton, it's up to you. So that's it. That's it for the Monday game. The Saints at Bucks. That's the last game of the week. Uh, let's talk. Uh, let's talk. Uh, you know, the biggest sports in the world besides football is football. Go! It's going on right now. Obviously, we had a. How was that, guys? <laughs> Not that great. Not Brilliant. that great. Not that great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let, let's talk football because we didn't get a chance to talk last week. We obviously didn't record, but uh, let's talk about our update. So, what you thought so far so the season? We saw a game yesterday. Uh, finally, USA beats Iran. A bunch of games this today. Argentina scores two goals over. Was it? They play Poland today. Poland, Poland, uh, Mexico. They Yo, were I, saw the, the I saw a little of the Australian Yo. game. Let, let, let's talk about overall. Let's talk about the World Cup overall. Uh, going into this, want to talk USA first? Or let's just... talk USA. Let's talk USA. Let, Julian, I go with you. You're a resident USA. soccer. Expert. Let's talk USA. Going into this uh, World Cup, and then like so far, we've seen like we said, we already saw Iran uh, lost to USA. But let, let's, Julian, I'll, I'll go with you first. Let's talk USA football. Yeah, I mean, this is a this is a big achievement. Um, obviously, USA missing the World Cup in 2018 was c- catastrophic for the sport um, in this country. And to come back and not only make the World Cup, but to then get out of the group and do what you're supposed to do with the talent that you have, um, let's just, you know, congratulate them for, you know, getting to the second round. Now they're going to go on and face the Netherlands, which – I'm a little optimistic about that game because Netherlands isn't the same the same team as they were the past two World Cups. They've lost a lot of their star players due to retirement, um, like Van Persie and Robin and all that. So the Netherlands team isn't what they used to be. Um, but the Netherlands are still undefeated in the past 19 games. They are 13. They're 14 and five. 14 zero and five. No so, shot. That's wow. So, so still going to be a tough team, but not the, it's a beatable team, not the same team that they were the past the previous World Cups when they made it to the semifinals and the quarterfinals. Um, but USA, they 
came out and did what they had to do. I think they still have a problem in the attack. They still can't finish games. Obviously, only one goal against Wales. They went uh, mill-mill against uh, England, England, which... Um, that was a win. They should have scored. They should have scored on a couple of them, and then they had the one Christian Pulisic goal, yeah. um, uh, against I- Iran. Iran, and then, Iran. And then uh, is it is it Iran or Iran? Yeah, you know they they, know. they they're very particular about Iran. Iran, <laughs> I guess. But um, and then the Timothy Weah goal getting pulled back, just barely being offsides. But I mean, USA. To me, the biggest thing holding him, holding them back is the manager. I cannot stand Graham, Greg Burhalter. His adjustments and his sus- substitutions have just always been lackluster and always almost cost games so many times, even leading up to this World Cup and qualifying and in um, Nations League. Um, I think his starting 11 coming into the World Cup has been pretty solid. Um, I just think his subs have been lackluster. For some reason, we still haven't played one of our star players, Gino Reyna, who plays for Dortmund in the Bundesliga. Um, I, for whatever reason, I don't know. There's been this whole drama going around about like, is he? He's saying they're saying that he's injured, but then he's coming out saying that he's not injured. Yeah, he's not limping then, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, this whole thing. I don't know what's going on there. Um, but I also kind of see like maybe not putting him in the starting eleven because who do you take out of there? Because you have Tyler Adams. Uh, Musa and McKenney. So it's like, who who do you get out of there? Um, but he's definitely a piece that you can put in in situations during like post halftime. So I thought the first half against Wales was great. I thought England they played a really solid game. They really owned that game, especially against the top tier team like and who was in the finals for the Euros just last year. Um, I. They just need to finish, man. They don't have a true number nine. Me and JoJo watched the game yesterday. I was over at his house. USA is missing that lethal killer at the top of the point who can just score. Obviously, Christian Pulisic has came up huge. USA has only scored two goals this World Cup cycle so far, and he's been involved in two. He had the assist in the first game against Wales, and now he had the goal coming in. Um, But they still need that guy up top. Josh Sargent hasn't been that guy. He's been... Pretty lackluster. Now he's injured with a rolled ankle. Um, hopefully by 2026, they can find something, find someone who can really take the reins of that position and just be that guy. Um, but my biggest takeaway so far is just watching this U.S. men's national team. It is a different generation. Like watching these guys play versus watching them play in 2014 and 2010 is night and day. And that has everything to do with the academy systems we built in the U.S., MLS, and um, other one, other local academies in your sit in their cities. This the infrastructure is now set up, and it is showing right now. This is by far the best generation um, that USA has ever had, um, and it's it's kind of really cool to watch. Honestly, it's, it's cool to watch the USA actually look good. Obviously, now you're coming into knockout rounds where you're going to get tough teams and you're going to have to switch up the way you play because now they're going to have to play a little bit more transition ball, playing a little bit more of a mid block and, and try to score off there and not play so much possession like you were in CONCACAF and qualifying when you were the top dog. Now you're these other guys who are higher ranks than you and have better 
rosters than you. So now you're going to have to kind of switch up the way you play. And I'm really curious to see how Burhalter does that. Yeah. But yeah, what yeah. do you think, Gabe? I mean, I, I want to talk to JoJo because obviously, I mean, you, you had the, I didn't watch the whole game. So I just seen like the highlights of it. Um, JoJo, how do you feel about, you know, obviously they played Iran. Uh, they, they advance. I have a different perspective in Julius. So JoJo, I want to get your perspective first of like, how do you feel they perform so far? Like, you know, Obviously, you have, you know, you, you tie Wales, you draw England, uh, and then you win against Iran. Like, do you feel like USA is, like, legitimate? Like, do you think they have a legitimate chance to advance? Like, how, how do you feel of their performance so far in the World Cup? Yeah, I mean, um, hey, guess what? We haven't lost yet, right? So they're doing something right. Um, but to Julian's point, man, uh, they don't have that killer instinct. And we were watching the game yesterday, and, you know, I'm not really into soccer like that, but I was trying to get involved, trying to see what's going on. And um, they they controlled possession majority of the game. So they were in complete control. Now, they just couldn't take advantage of the opportunities that were given to them to score these goals. Like, they were just kind of all over the place. Uh, the timing was off. Uh, but, again, like, you, you can tell they were putting a great effort out there. And, the, you know, Granted, we we tied the first game with Wales, um, but the guy, what's his name, Bale? Gareth Bale. Yeah. Gareth Bale, one of the best players in the world, right? He came out and, you know, tied the game up, right? As you'd expect, the best player on the field showed up. Now, but about- they did score in a penalty kick. USA hasn't allowed a goal in a field of play. Okay, okay, so that, that's fair, ball. that's fair, yeah. And then, you know, to bounce back from that, to go against England, which is a powerhouse, and to get the job done, the goal was to win or tie, but more ultimately to tie. And I'm actually completely shocked. Like, I think that was the reason why we're moving on to the next round. I think that tie was bigger than yesterday's win, even though the win oh. is what secured the deal yeah. to get him forward. But that tie was bigger than yesterday's win against Iran, uh, which you're expected to win that game. Um, I think it's only up from here, like Julian was saying. Uh, the team is not looking bad. There's a few things they got to work on, maybe like the coaching. Um, they had possession, like I mentioned before, but they have to take advantage of these goal opportunities. And look, yesterday, man, like they got that goal, but what at what cost? Look at that setup. Like, but you, I will you, say, you man, that was down, a. You know what I mean? Like, there's got to be an easier way to get some goals than yeah. to sacrifice I'll your tell you, that, on the field. That was a beautiful play, though. If you go back and watch that, that, that pass to. Uh, from Weston McKinney to Serginio Dest to then head it into the cross, that pass that he made was just unreal to get that that projection and that speed and that placement to then get the perfect cross in was just was beautiful. That was a really good team goal right there. But That's yeah, a good team goal. it sucks that it looks like Christian Pulisic, he is day to day, lower abdomen contusion. So to, to me, that's I guess they're also worried about broken rib as well. Um, that's what I heard. But it's going to be tough. He says that he thinks he'll be ready for the game, but I don't know, man. I, like that's, I know he wants to be out there, but it's like if you can't run like you normally can. Might be worth putting out a Brendan Aronson out there to yeah. to hold it down while he's recovering. And. and- that's the thing I think going forward, like this team is very young and there's, you know, the big talk is like all, all these guys are going off. They're playing in you know, the European league. They're playing in, you know, 
Premier League. Yeah. The Premier League. Let's say EPL. Yeah, same thing. Yeah, same thing. Um, so oh, you're you know, there's a lot of. I think there's a lot of English Premier League. English. Oh my bad. No, I think bad. there's a lot of hype of these young. A guys. lot of people be pissed by that. <laughs> you know, uh, there's a lot of hype of these guys going forward. Uh, that you know, but I don't think there's a lot of expectations. Like I don't know in general. Like I, I, like I started this, Julian. You know, you talked about how U.S. team is doing. You know, pretty well mm-hmm. for them. I think like right now at this point. In the game, obviously, we're recording this on a Wednesday. We're gonna they're gonna play on Saturday. Um, they've, I think, at this point, if they lose going forward, like you've won, you've accomplished what you wanted to accomplish. Right. I don't think there's a lot of expectations. This is not like uh, you know the USA, the men's team. There's not a lot of expectations of them to be dominant. Right? You expect dominance, uh, France, Spain, Brazil. These are the big teams that win all the time. They're always competitive. They have the best players in the world. With this team, a young team uh, who who always disappoints, I think just getting out of the group, you know, it is an it is an accomplishment. It should be celebrated, but also, you know, you should have beat Wales. You should have, right. you know, the fact that you won, you know, you 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 drew a draw against England. Uh, I think to me is a win. Like that's the the best scenario. You know, they didn't get outscored by like it was a seven win. to zero, like how we've seen in you know World Cup World. These these surprise upsets where they. Score seven points or something, but for me, getting out I of the feel group, like you're targeting me. Getting out of the group is an accomplishment. That's <laughs> my point. So I, have, I have a different, uh, you know, different perspective than Julian. Getting out of the group is an accomplishment. Yes, it should be yeah. celebrated, but also beat Wales. You beat Iran, what, uh, Iran one uh, zero. That's fine. You tie England. I still don't have high prospects of it, so I, I feel like we're playing with cash money right now. We're playing with the house money. You know, we, we gambled. And you know now this yeah. is free money. This is this is you know whatever happens after this. You yeah. know, I agree. You know. Yeah, I agree. I think you did what you needed to do. You need to get out the group. Um, you should have won that England game. Realistically, I mean, man, they, they had some opportunities there that they just couldn't put away. Um, but all I'm saying is, I think there's a shot against Netherlands. I think I don't know if they win the game. I don't. I think Netherlands is a more experienced team. Clearly. Um, I just think there's a chance. Will it happen? I don't know. Um, to me, like I said, the biggest thing holding back the U.S. men's national team is the manager, Greg Berhalter. I think his yeah. his tactics are subpar. His substitutions, his, his roster management, it's just, I think, could be a lot better. And one thing I learned, too, like this year, like you tell me because I I, you know, I don't follow soccer, especially world soccer, but now they, they've increased actually the amount of substitutions you can do, right? You yeah. supposed to be three. So now I think it's like five substitutions. It's five now, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, you know, obviously a big, big hurt, Pulisic, a big guy, obviously went to Chelsea. I think they won the uh, EPL recently. Um, So for him to be hurt, hopefully he can come back by Saturday. You know, I don't know if he's going to be running at speed. To me, he's like maybe not a start, but maybe possibly if he can recover. I don't don't know what he's dealing with, but maybe he can sub in later, get some fresh legs in there. Uh, at the start, I think if he can do it, do it. But I'm also wouldn't be ter- like me personally. I don't think it would be the worst thing in the world to to uh, put in Brendan Aronson over him. Um, but obviously, you want your you want your guy. You know, he's he's the big fish in the small pond. He's the he's the cash. He's 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 the big the, player. Yeah. He's the star. Like you know, when so you, you want him in there. And if he could do it, great. But I mean. Yeah, but let's move on to the the rest of the the rest of the table. Um, so 
what were some of your biggest obviously the there's still i believe two more days yeah two more days left before we go to the round of 16 half the table's pretty much set tomorrow we're gonna get uh through dne or c yeah dne and then um no f e and f and g and h then we're gonna finish that out um and then go into uh Saturday for the round of 16. Um, but yeah, who's been, uh, who's been your favorite so far after watching everybody? Obviously, there's been a lot of upsets, but who, who you're rooting for now, even in those other rounds, even in those other groups that are not pretty much set yet, they're still like, you kind of know like Brazil's going to come out of there. You know Portugal's going to get out of there. Um, who do you got? I think my favorite going forward, uh, I mean, obviously Brazil, obviously number one. Brazil's like the Yankees. Like everybody expects the most out of them. <laughs> they had the best team. Obviously, Neymar being out with a swollen ankle. I don't know what the, up, the status update on his his leg is. I know he was seen around walking around in Qatar. Yeah, I mean they're clinched. Yeah, they're they're in there. Yeah. Um. So I think Brazil obviously is the heavy favorite uh, to to go forward. But I think one of the most surprises like Japan, like Japan. Uh, what did they beat Germany? Facts. Uh, crazy. Like, that's one of the craziest, like, you know, uh, as far as men's soccer, like, that's like one of the most things I never expected. Like, I watched soccer when it was like, sh- I can't even tell you. I'm not even going to disrespect you by saying the name awfully wrong because I don't speak Dutch. I don't speak Dutch. Uh, but yeah, I, I know G- Germany is a powerhouse, and uh, for Japan to beat them, it's like, this is like you know. Yeah. This, this is like the fun stuff of, of watching J- Japan. Fans. Japan's got some talent though. A lot of people sleep on Japan. They got some talent. They've been exporting a lot of players, kind of like United States, over to Europe and been doing pretty well. Um, but yeah, that obviously you expect Germany to be Germany and win that. Um, and then they get a pretty like they got a pretty close get pretty bad game honestly against Spain and a tie. Germany's been very mid, which makes me feel very comfortable about my country, Costa Rica, um, to be back in the mix is honestly an achievement in and, it's, in and of itself. Like, to go down 7 nothing against Spain, which I don't rate Spain very high. People don't have Spain as favorites going to win it all. They're a top European nation, but they're not the Spain that they used to be in 2010 when they won. They're, they're still like a young team, still trying to figure it out. So the fact that we lost 7 nothing to them, to me, is a disappointment. Sure, maybe we lose that game, but I expect that game to be a lot closer. Spain is not that great, and Spain has lost um, games against worse opponents and has had tighter games against worse opponents. One of Spain's biggest problems is not being able to finish. So like seeing that 7 nothing game was shocking to me. But then for Costa Rica to come back and bounce back and get that victory over Japan was just absolutely huge. So now the group is really close right now. You have Spain at four, Japan at three, Costa Rica at three, and Germany at one. Yeah. So that leaves, which gives Costa Rica a really risk, realistic chance to move on, which to, to our nation, like that's like winning the Super Bowl. Yeah. You, you move on to the next round. Like we've only ever did that one other time, and that was in 2014 when they made it that magical run to the quarterfinals and upset the group of death. So, and it's a really realistic chance. Germany has been very mid. Costa Rica, I think, could pull out a 0-0 tie. Spain should beat Japan, which is probably going to be a given. Costa Rica could make it, which would be crazy to make it out of this group, which would be an incredible achievement. 
That'll be dope. Um, it's just it's it's really going to come down to them if they can get pull off that tie against Germany. I do expect Japan to lose, and Germany needs to win to stay alive. Germany doesn't win; they they have to win. They can't afford a draw. So that's going to be really interesting to see. Um, the rest of the groups, they're pretty much um, well. Actually, Group F is going to be interesting between Belgium, Croatia, and Morocco. Those are all still in the yeah. hunt. I think Canada was their first got time. eliminated. Yeah. Oh yeah. So first time Sadly, World Cup, yeah. um, especially topping World Cup qualifying, uh, they had the best uh, record coming out of World Cup qualifying. World Cup qualifying, and they just got swept. Obviously, they had tough games against Croatia and Belgium, which are two really good squads. Obviously, Croatia in 2018 going on that crazy run to the finals. Um, what so what that's about be really What about Friday, the the matchup, the H and G group? Because you know, I see Portugal. So Brazil's pretty much locked in. Switzerland should advance. They only have Switzerland, Cameroon, and Serbia have one point. Um, Who does Switzerland play? Switzerland plays Serbia. Switzerland plays Serbia. Yeah, they should advance. Um, And then you have Portugal, which should advance as well. And then you have Ghana versus Uruguay. which is th- at three points. Your Uruguay and South Korea have honestly been for me like really big disappointments. Um, I expected Uruguay to come out in advance, but it doesn't look like they're going to. Um, we'll see. Obviously, who does Uruguay? Uruguay plays Ghana. So I mean, they play Ghana. If you beat Ghana, and then nah, I guess Uruguay has a chance. You just gotta yeah. you, you gotta put. But we they have haven't put, looked. Put a points. You gotta. Yeah. You gotta score. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you have to. I mean, so it's possible, and then you gotta hope that Portugal doesn't rest. So. Yeah. And so, Jojo, I'm gonna ask you this question because uh, it seems like, especially when they're in this tournament, when there's a tide, what they do is do a, what's it, what's it called, Julian, a friendly goal differential or what? Oh uh, no! So if there's a tie between teams, what they look at is uh, I think it's called play friendly or something, depending on how many penalties. Like if you're, if you let's say you're, oh, time, you're talking about the ga- the the, the game today, the tiebreakers. Okay, so obviously, I don't know if you guys watched the games today. That was super intense. Seeing the game between Portugal, I mean, uh, Poland and uh, Argentina, Argentina, super yeah. close game. Poland really needed to stay in it. Argentina, um, obviously, it was a must-win game. They had to win, um, and then Mexico going up two nothing. And was literally they were Mexico and Poland were tied yeah. on the same they, amount of points, same goal differential. So Mexico needed same, to win. Same Mexico same goals a lot, same goals scored. Wow. It got so tight that it had to break down to what they call fair play tiebreaker, yeah. which is based off the amount of yellow cards. Penalties. How many penalties do you have? No, yellow cards. Yeah, yellow, yellow cards. So how many yellow yellow cards you have. And I was like, wow, so, is that I've how never Mexico seen like, Yeah. No, Mexico ended up losing because they choked at the final minute and Saudi Arabia scored again, um, which pretty much clinched it. Ele- Poland. El- eliminated. But, yeah, Mexico, if Mex- if Saudi Arabia didn't score, Mexico would have still been eliminated because Poland had the advantage with only five yellow cards to Mexico's seven yellow cards. Damn. So it broke down to so many tiebreakers yeah. to where that was the final one. And, Jojo, I don't know how you feel about that, like, in general, because, you know, we can talk about NBA, right? Like, you know, sometimes in the NBA, when you have, like, technical fouls, you get it and, you know, they carry over into the playoffs. So, like, if you hit a certain amount, they'll, like, suspend you for whatever. Suspensions, games, yeah. Four games. So, well, the know, same thing so, happens in soccer. You get so many yellow cards, you get suspended. So, I mean, this, like, you know, I'm, I'm not an avid soccer player. Obviously, Julian, you're, you're, you're uh, uh, our, our, a resident uh, expert here. Soccer expert. 
So th- this was interesting for me to hear, like, how even if they tied in points, they're like, yo, let's look at the penalties. How many penalties do you get? Then? Yeah, it broke down a lot because yeah. normally goal differential is the first tiebreaker. Yeah. And then it's goals scored, which was still the same. Then it's head-to-head. It's still the same because yeah. they tied. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it was like, you know what I mean? So, like, how many, how many, you know, what, what are all the rules all the way down? Like, okay, penalties. So, you have too many penalties. All, all Mexico needed to do was score one more time. So, po- man, my friend, one of my friends and coworkers that I work with, he, he's, he's Polish and he's a, he's a big Poland fan. And he said, man, my ass cheeks were clenching that whole time because <laughs> he's like, it was so close because especially when Argentina scored that second goal. Now it's like down the red yellow cards, then Poland got another yellow card. He's like, Oh my god, he's like it's getting cool. But obviously once that, that game, Argentina Poland game ended first, so it swapped over to the Mexico game, and then as soon as it swapped over, you see Saudi Arabia hit it, hit him on the trans- yeah. transition and score. And he's like, Oh my god. Yeah. So Poland then advances, even though they didn't really do anything against Argentina, but the Polish goalie went absolutely nuts this game. He went for even though they allowed uh, two goals. He, he had, had like a big block against 13, Messi. 13, 13 saves. He blocked Messi's PK. Yeah. Like, pretty crazy. So, I'm really excited to see the round of 16. Group play has been pretty fun. It's kind of sad that we're not – it's going to start uh, not happening every day anymore mm-hmm. because everybody's like, – Now you got to be more patient and enjoy every game while so it's there. my favorite, we can end it right here. Our pick – my pick is still Brazil – Brazil is just way too fucking deep. They're so goddamn deep. Um, and my number two would be France. I, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. The yeah. Heavy favorites. I'm going to go with the heavy favorites. Uh, I mean, I'm not I'm a big guy. Unless you got a sleeper team that might come out of nowhere. And, and, and my, them, but I, hey, I'm, who I'm rooting for is Argentina because I feel like Messi same. definitely deserves that's his, his last. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? It he is his last. Yeah. Road. He doesn't have the easiest road to get there, but. This is it. This is his last shot. So, yeah, and I'm rooting for Argentina. I wouldn't necessarily call them a sleeper team because they are a contender, but I, I'm rooting for Argentina. But realistically, I think Brazil's got it. It's been way too long where Brazil hasn't won a World Cup. But uh, uh, yeah, we'll have it, man. Go it's gonna go nuts. Yeah, yeah, man. He'll probably win the World Cup, and then we'll have him down here for a lot of Yeah, have him in for a lot of Dale. Yeah, in, uh, <laughs> right, right here on Biscayne Bay. Uh, <laughs> Having the parade, uh, hopefully. Jeez, oh, hopefully. So uh, we'll we'll have that. We're gonna watch the game Saturday. Obviously, we're recording this early in the week. We'll watch the game Saturday. We'll be room for America. But like I said, I think they're playing with house money. So whatever happens, win or lose, I think it's been a successful World Cup. But we'll have that here next week. Real fans podcast. We appreciate all the downloads, all the subscriptions. We thank you for all the things y'all y'all are you know connecting with us. Uh, hitting us up. We appreciate all that. Julian, tell them where they can find all the things. You can find us on anywhere you get your podcast. Uh, we are on anywhere. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Pocket Cast, YouTube, anywhere global. you get your podcast. Um, also on all the social media platforms, we will be there. I guess. Right here next week. Real Fast Podcast. We appreciate it, man. We'll see you next week. Peace. Peace.